Welcome to Musically and Technically Speaking, a podcast where music and technology intersect. Hosted by Brenda Minch and Carol Broves. discuss whether free tech is always the best tech. Okay, so it's just Carol and Brenda tonight, just the two of us, no Jen. Right, just the two of us. Jen will be back next time, I hope. Um, She had some other things to do tonight, but Carol and I decided that we would talk a little bit about an issue that's been affecting the greater ed tech community, and that is that uh, Ning, which is a free, well, was a free, uh, kind of social networking platform kind of thing, has decided to go to a pay model. And the reason that's going to affect us is that Carol had set up a music techie teacher's Ning, and I guess first let's talk a little bit, Carol, about why you decided to set the Ning up to begin with. Right. I had seen it at a conference, and I thought it'd be a great way that teachers could connect online, sort of Facebook-ish, and you could put your picture up there and, you know, some of your social network with Twitter and Plurk and websites, and we could put pictures up, and we would be connecting as a unit, as a sort of a family outside the Facebook um, thing. So um, I started up, and it was very small. I think, Brenda, you were like number nine or ten that joined it. And we didn't have many members for about six, eight, ten months. And it's sort of grown up to 250 members. And it's from people all across the world that teach music in, teach music with technology. Right. So it's going to a paid service. And, you know, I'm looking at all different things on maybe moving it, maybe doing it. And I really thought a lot and hard on it because, you know, when it got started, there wasn't a lot of social network out there. Um, I think I started about the same time, right after Twitter, I started my Twitter. Um, and so there wasn't much out there, but now there's so much out there. Oh my gosh. You know, you almost every day, there's one more thing to add on to your social networking. And I'm trying to simplify. I mean, I think that's one of the things we have to do is edit and simplify. And I, Brenda and I were talking about, you know, whether I should move it, look at other avenues. And my thing is if there's something out there already working. You know, why not keep it working? Why come up with something different? And I'm thinking of just having a group on Facebook. I think that might be the best way to go because we would all connect. You have your picture up there. More and more people are on Facebook. And, it, you know, that way it's not a whole nother platform where you have to go to a whole nother place and, you know, set up a whole nother page. Right. You know, your stuff is already there. Right. Well, and we were also kind of talking about um, – that there was already a group on Facebook that maybe we could just, you know, kind of um, redirect the people from Music Techie Teachers too, because that group is already very vibrant and growing. And, right. you know, I think it tends to be more the group that's on Facebook that we're talking about, which, of course, I cannot recall the name of right now. 21st Century. 21st Century Music Teachers or something like Music Educators yes. or something like that? Yes, right. Um, we'll put a link up. I'll try to remember to put a link up on the uh, mm-hmm. podcast page. But... Um, I think it tends to be just from looking over it a little bit more band focused right now. 
and so it would be nice to get a few of our, I, I know there are some choral people on there. There's a few elementary general people, but I think it would be nice to get some of our teachers that were in the music techie teachers group in there to kind of give a broader voice to music education as a whole. Yeah, it's called, um, I got it right here, Teaching Music in the 21st Century. There we go. And it's got 446 fans. So, you know, I think that's really where we should head. Because why reinvent? Why should we go all different places, you know, already have something there? Um, and things are being posted and being done. Um, I think that would be the way to go. Um, I do see that they have a Dingo Group Marks book, and we already have one, too. Right. I'm going to keep that one because I like that a lot. Because yeah. I like it if we actually use it. Yeah, you and I are about the only ones. It's kind of like our own little private, like, here's a bookmark sharing kind of thing. Yeah, we like mine's because when I see your stuff, I'm like, whoa. I mean, matter of fact, on Dingo, which is a whole other thing we could talk about, is a bookmark thing. It's actually, you know, it's delicious on steroids. Um, on Dingo, <laughs> um, what I love about it is all the other Dingo ones I belong to, I get them in the morning. So at five o'clock, I check them all out. Mm-hmm. But for music techie teachers, because I know it's you, <laughs> I get immediate. <laughs> oh, do you really? You're yes, so funny. Because I, I want to know right away what you hit, what you found. I don't want to wait until five o'clock in the morning to get the the, the replies. Gotcha. Just a, little, just a little thing. So if you're interested in looking um, but, that yeah, one up, I think I think that's the way to go. Yeah, I think that would be the easiest thing, and I'm I'm hoping then that we could be continue to be a part of a group that is continuing to grow, and you know we don't have to go through the growing pains of trying to learn a new a platform that's different and hopefully we also avoid the future problem of oh my goodness we have to move again in two months so what would be the perk of let's say just for argument's sake carol why would we want to stay a small music techie teachers community as opposed to joining the bigger having you know funneling our folks over to the the one on facebook well i think the problem with the facebook one is that facebook here again we're looking at 446 fans it tends to be overwhelming and that's that's sometimes the problem with like you know classroom 2.0 being 30,000 you know you lose that intimacy you know you lose that personalization and I know both of us are very much into the whole personalization and there's certain people that we follow on Twitter and Plurk that are very important to us and if someone posts something we're like all over it and I think that's what the music techie teacher thing is I mean I can't tell you how many people have contacted me personally about, you know, certain things because I think it does have a niche. It's the people that are just trying to get technology into their classrooms and they've got like their own little niche thing. Whereas I think teaching music in the 21st century, I mean, it's a fabulous group to belong to and I think everyone should belong. It's more of an overall one. Right. It doesn't have that little niche. And I, I, you know, I think this I mean, I just got the IMEA book, the Illinois uh, Music Educators thing. And, you know, we don't really have a voice many places. I mean, in IMEA, our voice is almost like a whimper. Um, Yet a lot of us are teaching so much technology in our classroom. And not to say that it's bad, but we I think we almost need a place that we need to sort of house our questions. Right. You know. Um, so what I, I'm going to do is I'm going to join this and see how it see how it goes and see how the group runs. And um, and if I have to, you know, um, I'll set up something else. But I'd like to be able to have something on here. Right. You know? And we don't want to belong to, you know, five different groups that all essentially do the same thing. And why do we fight? You know, I think that's one of the things, us as musicians, you know, it's not my orchestra. It's not my band. It's not my choir. It's the group's 
situation. So right. if we see a group that's already working, why are we fighting? Right. You know, so. And we were also discussing, we were discussing also that it might be a good idea to maybe just highlight once again that another great place to connect because the Facebook group, because it's so large, like you said, can be a little intimidating at times. Um, that uh, to get yourself on a like a real time social network like Twitter or Plurk and start connecting up with some other music teachers is another great way to you know kind of expand and to build in then again on that same that's already there. There's you know the music ed chat that's happening on Monday nights now is uh-huh. if nothing I mean even if I don't actually get to like be a part of it because we strangely have been doing our podcast on Monday yeah. nights a lot lately. And as you and I both know, we uh, have to chat, and so we go over and we miss the chat, and uh-huh. the one on Twitter. But they, you know, I can search the hashtag and see everything that was posted. Right. Like the first three times, I didn't even really care so much what they discussed, although that was interesting. What was most exciting for me was look at all these more, all these other music ed people that I don't even right. know about. Right. So. And, you know. Do we really need to house something where you have your own page and all your information? If Twitter's out there and you already know that this teacher teaches fourth grade technology, right. you follow them, you see the stuff that's coming up in real time, I think that is much more real. And then if you have to, you email them or you direct message them about a situation or a question, I think that might be the better connecting tool. I mean, sure, it looks great. You know, Carol Bro set up this music turkey, you know, uh, teacher's knitting thing, and it looks beautiful. But in terms of practicality, it might be better for the whole Twitter plurk and have it all set up that way because then people are personally connecting and, and figuring people out. Right. You know, I mean, I, 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 practicality is a real um, key thing. And I think we have to go from what works well and not be so concerned about what looks well. Right. No, I completely you know, agree. You know, it may look good that you have all these people, but no one's using it. I don't care how it looks, you know. <laughs> it's just a list of names then. Right. You know, <laughs> so, um, and of course, I have to also find out how much it costs. I mean, if the cost is very nominal, that would be one thing. But if the cost is really, you know, I think everyone that's in the Ning community that runs Ning's, a lot of my friends that run them, mm-hmm. I think they're all in a wait and see, you know. Right. Um and I, I didn't go and back it up or do any of that because, it, like I was talking before, some of these people have products that they're trying to, you know, they're trying to put out there. Right. So we don't have a product that we're putting out. It's not like we have, like, um, you know, a, a global education or a, a Moodle or a right. – we're not trying to put a product out. We're not branding music techie teachers. We're just no. serving as a, a meeting hall of sorts. Right. So our meeting hall could be anywhere. Exactly. And, and it could be as simple, like I said, on Twitter and Plurk. Mm-hmm. And we could have our own little group, have our own little twibe or whatever you have to do. And, um, you know, a whole other thing, we could just have, you know, I know there's Twitter for um, for teachers, and we already have a music page. Right. There's already a list of people that tells what they do. Right. And that's pretty simplistic. I mean, and I think... We need to look in in the 21st century. It's so cool to make up all this cool products, but we need to look at to see what works and what's easy. Because in our life, especially as music teachers, I, I tell people, I said, I have two highly demanding time things. I have the technology that demands a lot of time, and I have the performances that demand a lot of time. I mean, sometimes I just can't be in the technology world. i got to be in the, you know, 
Right. Performance. Show together world. Right. Right. And so, you know, I don't have the luxury of sitting on the laptop all day. You know, I'm with the kids. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm sitting there on the rug. You know, <laughs> I'm well, singing that's those what songs. I think nice about all this is that you vote with your clicks. So, you know, maybe we had, and I, this, I think this happens to any social network because I know, like, with the um, what's the big one that Steve Hardigan does? What'd you the, call? Web 2.0. Oh, no, not Web 2.0. No, 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 Classroom 2.0. Yes, I joined that one early on and got lots of good ideas, but then quickly realize that after about a year of being like, you know, involved in this whole web 2.0 thing, a lot of the questions that were coming up there were questions I had already figured out. And so I didn't need to sit there and, you know, continue to watch those. And I wasn't invested enough in that community to like invest my own time answering questions with people, you know, when there's like 40,000 people or 2000 people, however many, it was a lot of people in that one. Um, whereas, you know, I ended up staying with the music techie teachers because I feel a little bit more passionate because that was a little more specific to my group. So, you know, you get to vote with your, where you're clicking and what you decide to stay a member of. And that kind of helps to form what, what gets to be a stable group and what, you know, ends up being something that kind of shrivels up and dies. So I think it'd be interesting to kind of put the question out there. Maybe some of the people who listen to our podcast are members of the music techie teachers Ning and maybe to find out, what they would um yeah and that's a good idea maybe i should put that out you know because i think what happens especially in this web 2.0 and i think you feel the same way you know when you first get into it you're like whoa this is so cool you're blah, blah, blah. and then you get to the point where you you oh this is cool and then you get to the point where you're mentoring people and you start saying you know what i saw that i don't want to do that you know and right. and so you sort of go to this spectrum and i think it's really important that as you're doing that spectrum and you've been down the road that you mentor people along the way that you say to people, Oh, you don't know how to do this. Well, here's how you do it. Because, you know, we forget, you know, when I was talking to uh, teach 42, you know, to uh, Steve Dembo, you know, and he goes, we forget that people still don't even know what a podcast is. You know, we sometimes have to step right. back a little bit and we don't need to be in the air so much. We need to come down to earth and sort of be and make sure that, that, you know, we're still going back. We've talked about this too, Brenda. Yeah. Making sure that we're ta- taking a step back and we're working with some of the people that are still newbies. You know, because even though I've been in this world for over five years, I've had my website up for five years, it still amazes me that people still don't understand that kids want to post. You know, they make these wonderful things and that's it. And they show the class and that's it. And to me, they make something so that it goes on the web. I don't even think that it's going to be in the classroom. I immediately think, how am I getting this out to the world? And teachers <laughs> okay. are still not... Now, here's a question for you. How many times have you thought about a project and realized that was not going to go on the web nicely and thought, okay, we're not going to do that? Yeah, I have that happen. Yeah, it happens to me all the time. I'm to the point now where I think if I can't get it on the web, I don't want to bother. I know. And I have. it's funny because I have kids that do projects and... I want to say they're not appropriate. Maybe they they're not doing the 30 second rule. Maybe there's pictures off the internet. And I think of it, how sad the world's not going to see this, but the classroom's going to see it. Should I really push this student into doing this project? Right. Yeah. And it's really, it's, it's a difficult thing for me. And so what I say to the kid, I've now have said this, well, you know, you can do this project. It's excellent. But I said, I can't post it. And I'm telling you 99.9 is of the time. The kid says, I'll change the project. Right. Cause I want to say, I want to post. I mean, that's that. I mean, and I still, like I said, we still have teachers that don't get that part. And that's the part I, I don't understand because that's all I want to do <laughs> is, is make more. I want to, I want to make and create, 
that's and uh, so that's interesting. So we're, like I said, I think I'll put a little I'll put a, up a little uh, questionnaire. Um, and you know what? I'll send you the uh, link for it so you can put it on the uh, on the podcast page. On the podcast page, because other people who may not want to do it, little Google questionnaire, make it nice and short and sweet. Google Forms, we love them. We love them. It's a whole nother podcast. Jeezy Pete, if they ever go to pay, I might seriously have to think about paying for Google. I know. I don't know if well, I can give that up. Well, you know, I know. <laughs> well, you know, there was a big blog post about how. We are in the golden age of freedom, and they meant by freedom, free, <laughs> right? No. and that we may be going to pay them pretty soon, <laughs> and that, you know, all of this stuff is going to be paid, and it's just a matter of time. So we're going to see more and more things. Well, we've seen that, more and more things that we've jumped off of right. because it's, uh, you have to pay for it. Yep, and it, you just have to be ready to roll with the punches. And that's part of tech. I think, yeah. I, you know, maybe this is a good thing. Um, you know, it, it forces you to think creatively and to think maybe it's run its course. Or to think maybe, hey, I really use this a lot and it's worth the 10 bucks a month or whatever. Well, that's what I'm saying. I want to find out how much it costs. Right. Before, right. before we say no, it could be a nominal fee. I mean, I have a .Mac account that's $100 a, month, $100 a year. Mm -hmm. And for me, I'm paying it. And I even pay the extra fee to have more, more storage. I mean, for me, that, it's, it's everything. Right. So I you you do weigh the costs of of technology, so you know, uh, and you know free and easy are two you know simple things. But sometimes the free there's a you know you end up paying for the thing because you don't want just the free one. You want a little more little more uh, things that go with it, a little more right. bells and whistles. Uh huh. Make it work. So. Be well, interesting we'll to see how all this turns out, and uh, I hope everyone stays posted and hangs with the Music Techie Teachers Ning and follows it wherever it ends up going. Right, because we still want to connect. We're not going to lose that part. Right, that's the best part. Thanks for listening. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. If you would like more information on any of the topics we discussed, all the links are on the blog.